politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for everything that matters because everything that matters is on the table here today. It is Wednesday, the 17th of May at CR Podcast, Blaze Media. Your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here. And folks, this is actually the anniversary, what I believe is the first time the term taxation without representation was used by George Washington in the House of Burgesses in Virginia, May 17th, 1769. And I marvel at our founders and how they jumped on every last sign of tyranny. Nip the shoots of arbitrary power in the bud. That was the maxim of John Adams, and this was in response to the Townshend Acts. Just a little bit of taxes. They were willing to declare their independence, take on the most powerful nation. And yet here we are, day after day, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, into social transformation without representation, economic transformation, human transformation. They are attacking our society, our security, our borders, our bodies, our culture, our minds. Every facet of our economy is managed and planned. You can't afford anything with dignity anymore because of the venture socialism. And yet there is no impetus to do anything. Because we have an entire cottage industry here on the fake right that all they do is talk. All they do is promote the Republican Party. And then now it's just the latest flavor, which is Donald Trump. It's a Republican Party protection racket. There is no impetus to even take the 50% of the country, but you know it's the overwhelming majority of the landmass, where the majority of people don't want this stuff and focus on the issues, the legislation, county, state, the local elections and primaries that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter and put lead on the target. I've been trying to do that for 15 years, but it's lonely. We'll keep doing this, but that's why this is not just about entertainment as an end to itself, pontification as an end to itself, thumb-sucking, horse race. This is a movement, and that's why I want you guys to join conaction.network to join one of our legislative strike force teams within the states. Uh, now, with the legislative sessions ending, we're going to focus a lot on local primaries. I mean, This is where it's going to matter. Your sheriff, your county officials, school board, state legislator, this is where it's going to matter because, frankly, uh, we're not really, we're not getting governors in. We have one good governor in this country, and that is it. And uh, I don't, I don't see us getting more. Maybe in Louisiana, but uh, we'll talk about that um, as well as a lot more today. Why we are not achieving outcomes. Anyway, first sponsor today. Speaking of outcomes, we talk about the Second Amendment, but. <laughs> In typical Republican fashion, how many actually know how to use a gun? How many know how to draw from a holster and win a defensive situation? That's why we promoted another movement, Patriot Academy's Constitutional Defense Course, 
where you learn it's out in Fredericksburg, Texas at their new campus, the most exceptional firearms training on how to clear malfunctions, um, tactics for winning a gunfight, how to shoot accurately. Um, it is really amazing. You go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. You can find out we have courses every, really every two, three weeks throughout June and July. So check it out there. Let me know if you have any questions. You can email me at danielhurwitz at startmail.com or defense at patriotacademy.com if you have questions about the cost and logistics. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. Over the weekend, I took my two older boys shooting, and the range master was just marveling at how I trained them, how to shoot off the reset, the press reset um, drill to trap the trigger back, wait for the reset, and shoot accurately. These are all things I've learned at Patriot Academy. So again, don't just talk about the Second Amendment and have, you know, women in skimpy bikinis, you know, promoting ARs or something. You know, actually learn how to shoot. Um, and that's that's what we're about. So again, patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. But I'm just watching this. And I'm getting impatient. And I know you are too. I've proposed more ideas than I think anyone else has. I've gotten involved on the playing field in outcomes more than anyone else has. But I'll tell you, I don't think it's enough. But before we talk about anything just unique and remarkable, we're not even doing the things that are unremarkable. We're not even just taking the states where you don't have to change hearts and minds. You pull them on the border, on crime, on the training stuff, on, you know... COVID mandates on energy and global warming, and the majority of people would agree with us. They, they want the Biden agenda stopped. Well, I got news for you. In half the states, they could stop 90% of it tomorrow. Yet why is it that there is only one governor doing this? The thing about DeSantis is there's nothing really remarkable about what he's doing. I mean, it, it ultimately, it is remarkable because he's the only one doing it. And there's a reason for that. Because the Uniparty is bought out by the same special interests as the Democrats. So that's why we don't have this. But it's like, he's just doing the things we say we believe in, and he's actually seeing it through. Passing the legislation, and then putting people in the executive agencies that will follow through. You know, this is not just to grab headlines. The the left uh, is whining about um, all the grooming teachers being under investigation by the Department of Education. Where is this? From CNN. A fifth grade teacher says she is being investigated by the Florida Department of Education after she showed her students Strange World, a 2022 animated Disney movie featuring a character who is biracial and gay. Jenna Barbie, a teacher in Hernando County, Told her story on TikTok. I don't know what's true and what isn't, but if that's true, that's that's really based. And that's that's what we need. Today he's out there signing um new legislation, parental rights and education, ending the pronoun insanity in schools, banning uh castration, banning men in female lockers, you know, and, and private spaces, bathrooms. Banning drag shows for minors. And on the same day, I'm looking and I'm watching Bruce Jenner is out there 
says there's a fringe people that say trans isn't real. Well, I mean, trans fat is real. It's pretty unhealthy. But that is not the GOP. The GOP and MAGA is the big tent party and believe in common sense principles. And then he says, like, no men and female sports and parental rights. But, of course, won't talk about bathrooms because Trump once said that, you know, Bruce is welcome in his bathroom in uh, uh, Trump Tower and bash North Carolina, you know, for opening this fight on bathroom on, well, they didn't open the fight, the left did, but responded to the fight in 2016 on uh, men and female bathrooms. But this is what we're at. So now we want a talking point. And, and he says, sorry, we don't fit your narrative. The left is by far the most exclusionary, discriminatory group of people out there. Ha, take that. We're more tolerant than you. That's the embodiment of what Con Inc. was, and MAGA Inc. is the same thing. It's just more Trump-centric than more than generic GOP, but it's the same thing. That we just want a talking point. And this is the moral hazard of what we're facing today. This is the moral hazard. You see, what I do for a living is bad for business. Because I bash the Republican Party. It's very labor-intensive what I do. It's very research-heavy. I focus on the issues, putting out stuff every day on, you know, whether it's fiscal stuff on the debt or border or healthcare and and the vaccines. And it's very labor-intensive. I work on trying to take our audience and make activism groups out of it. I'm constantly speaking with state legislatures, trying to write legislation, push things. I don't get paid for any of that. So I don't have a reservoir of time to then promote my own brand. I'm promoting a cause, not myself. So, you know, I earn a modest living, and that's it. While all these other guys, they'll put out cool videos and this and that, and they have a lot of promotion, and there's nothing there but, like, talking points of, yeah, we got our Bruce Jenner trans conservative MAGA, Trump is awesome, uh, Durham report. And it's like, there's no, okay, what, what's your outcome? Right now, you could point and shoot. You could put lead on the target. You could solve the major issues we're talking about. The debt ceiling and the border, the cultural stuff, the biomedical fascism, energy, all this stuff. We have an asymmetric war on every aspect of our life. We don't freaking have time for this. We don't have time for brand building. But these people, you know, that's the thing. It used to be even establishment Republicans believed in something. You had to, because why else would you be doing this? But when social media came around, it just collapsed our side. Because then you could easily create a brand. You get a few hundred thousand subscribers to something. And you're, you're set for life. You earn several million dollars. You don't feel that sense of urgency to stick by principles, but not by, not just broad principles, but to actually make plays, take a stand, take a stand in primaries, like I've been doing for so many years, trying to drain the swamp before Trump ever came around and then prevented us from draining the swamp because he endorses every rhino around. But it used to be politics was kind of like, you know, it was like sports and weather. It was interesting. So you could have entertainment. Rush Limbaugh was entertaining. Is this funny? 
You could do horse race. It's interesting. But now our lives are on the line. We don't have time for this bull. Oh, I need to grow my brand. It's bad for my brand if I say that Trump is becoming a, you know, a homosexual movement. Oh, no, that that's that's a problem. I can't say that. And again, like, the beauty is you don't even have to take sides so much on people. You can get involved in local primaries. You don't have to get involved in the presidential primary. That's more important anyway. The Texas legislative session, they meet every other year. They're going to be out soon for two years. It was a complete bust. We have no focus, no pressure on these people to do anything. There is no movement. It doesn't exist. Outcomes don't matter. This is what I'm struggling with. What I do is bad for business in multiple ways. We will never succeed in what we're doing with the current Republican Party. That's a reality and you know it. But until we find a way for people to earn money beyond it, I don't know what we're going to do. And that's the original sin of politics. There is no free money on the right behind doing the right thing. The money is all with the bad guys. So you have to earn it. Well, how do you earn it? Well, you create a brand. Then it becomes all about your brand. I don't know how we get out of that vicious cycle. I have offered for for years already. I said, let's get the top 100 voices into a room. We pray together. We strategize together. We understand that what we're doing is not working. It might work for you. You're making a lot of money. But we are not achieving anything. And, and what's so frustrating is it doesn't have to be this way. If you had 20 people like DeSantis in Florida, you could do what he's doing in half the country and do it even better. Because then you have, you know, a whole movement behind you. Raises the bar. That's my agenda. I don't even care about the presidential election. We can't wait till 2025 and frankly no one person is going to fix the federal government. Needs to be defeated, not fixed. But nobody seems to be interested in saying, hey, wait, we've been able to do this in Florida. Why can't we do five times more in Idaho, Wyoming, and North Dakota? What's up with Texas? But no, there is no desire to focus on outcomes. So I know this is a long opening monologue introduction, but I want to now use that principle to explain some of the news of the day. First, talking about results. You know, a lot of times you want to spruce up your lawn this time of year. You go to the local uh, plant store and you, you plant it and it's, it's garbage. Does, doesn't come out, nothing. There's no results. Fastgrowingtrees.com is where I go to get all of my trees and shrubs. Now my lawn is looking great. Um, they have a fast-growing trees 30-day alive and thrive guarantee. Everything looks great. They send it to you very professionally packaged, comes very nicely, so you don't have to worry about decapitating your plants on the way back from uh, the local store. It comes very quickly. They also have a great resource on on their website to curate thousands of different types of plants and and shrubs to see what works for you, whether it's shade, whether it's privacy, whether it's beauty and color, um, really stuff for many, many months of the year and straight up out the door, boom, join over 1.5 million happy fast-growing trees customers. Go to fast 
growingtrees.com slash conservative now to get 15% off your entire order. What Exactly what I did um, at the beginning of the spring. And, and again, my lawn is looking great. Take pride in your little slice of the American land while you still can. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash conservative. And it is really bad. It is, re- you know, the, 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 the mortgage payments have doubled in three years because housing prices have gone up 56% and um, interest rates have, or mortgage rates have doubled. That's all because of the death spiral of endless inflation, market manipulation, printing money from the feds, Congress spending money, and, you know, now there's this death spiral of endless inflation, and then they feel the need to therefore raise interest rates when everyone was locked in and bought homes with the assumption that the you'd have record low interest rates, and they're both anti-market policies. They're both just arbitrary that, that the market did not sustain that. And here we are. The average American is boxed out of the American dream. I don't need, not even the American dream, but housing, food, fuel, cost of living, standard of living, healthcare for sure. And then that's before we get to the culture and security and the border. And basically they're lean on your body. Endless vaccines bombarding us with zero backstop behind it. This is how you get the worst thing in American history, COVID fascism, and there is zero impetus to do anything about it. I guess it just didn't get bad enough. I wrote a book. A lot of people write books, except I had an action plan, and I followed through with it, and we're starting, we're creating our teams, we introduced legislation, that's the first step. Next year, hopefully, we'll get it passed. But there is nobody doing this. It's not that there's no importance for entertainment, parody, satire, culture jamming. There's different aspects to having a movement. But first and foremost, you need a direction. What is it you want to accomplish? So all week they're talking about the Durham report. And it reminds me of all week when they talked about Alvin Bragg with Trump's prosecution. So what are you going to do about it? I thought at least... We'll, we'll be able to utilize the Trump worship to get policy outcomes. All right, well, you won't do it for the other people being persecuted, but at least Trump. Okay, at least Trump. But no. Notice how the conservative industry is perfectly creating a narrative and, and enough noise around this stuff that accomplishes what? Not a policy outcome. Not getting Congress to defund the FBI. In the appropriation bills, which, by the way, they're being written the next couple of days in the appropriation subcommittees. They've already written a couple of them, and we're going to talk about that later this week, maybe even today. But it's all basically Trump, 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 Trump. Vote for Trump for president. That, that's essentially where it lands. There's no outcome. It's the same thing we saw with Alvin Bragg. It's like, we should have said Trump should have made his stand and not have gone there. Because they're right, it's not just about him. It's about the fact that if you are of the wrong political persuasion or race, and you are caught on the other side of the Fourth Reich, you will be persecuted. And that's what we have with Daniel Perry in 
San Antonio and, and, and Dan, Daniel Penny in New York. And Trump put out a wishy-washy statement, even though he's being persecuted by Alvin Bragg. Because it's never about outcomes. With him, it's about him personally. With everyone else, it's about building a brand. And they perceive that they need Trump to build that brand. And that's where we are. Then there's the other news of the day, which is the Kentucky governor's race. Now, as you know, I was the first one to focus on it, but then I dropped it for a simple reason. We had the most conservative legislator running Savannah Maddox. And that is a perfect example of how we don't have a movement. You see, she was the most accomplished legislator. We could have had someone at least as good as DeSantis in a state that is trending very red. Right now, there's a Democrat governor because of incompetence there. They have three to one majorities in the legislature, but the Republicans are awful, 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 awful. This may as well be a blue state. And here we have an off-year election, and there's primaries. They held their primary last night for governor. And we could have had, Trump could have come, come in there and endorsed Savannah. And we could have had everyone from Tucker on down focusing on it, but nothing. So she had to get out of the race. And she got out of the race because she saw that basically Daniel Cameron, who's the attorney general, was running away with the race. There was no way to beat him. And she was right. And why was there no way to beat him? Because he was McConnell's staffer, and he had McConnell's entire network behind him. And also, you know, he just won as attorney general, so he had statewide name ID. And that was it. So we had no good player in there. I don't know why Vivek and DeSantis endorsed Kelly Kraft. I mean, if I were there, I probably would have voted for her over Cameron just because she was a blank slate with money. So maybe you could somehow influence her, whereas Cameron's already baked. He's a McConnell guy. But Trump goes and endorses Cameron. And the whole Trump industry, oh, oh, look at the power of Trump. Oh, my gosh, he beat everyone. Ha ha, Trump's amazing. It's like, wait, you think that's a good thing that Trump made Mitch McConnell great again? Like, that's exactly my point. First of all, he was going to win anyway. It had nothing to do with Trump. It was McConnell's machine. He, he was winning from the first day to the last day of the race long before Trump's endorsement. But isn't that an indictment? Basically, what Trump does now is he wants this win-loss ratio. He talks about it all the time. It's all about polls and win-loss, but not win-loss on good conservatives getting elected and good policies, but he just wants to win. So, yeah, if you look early on in every race, who is going to be ahead in the polls? The establishment guy. Okay? The piece of crap. We needed Trump to be that great equalizer and give the base support to the insurgent candidate. In this case, she dropped out. We didn't really have a good one in the end. I'm not saying it mattered then. They were all kind of lackluster. But this guy's the worst. So he just goes and sees who's ahead in the polls now. That's his new shtick. And by the way, because there were a couple of times he was convinced to endorse an insurgent and they lost. And now he's like, I ain't getting burned on that. Even though you're not burned, that was the right thing to do. So now he's never going to endorse one of those. So he's just taking the guy who was ahead. And we're applauding that. That's somehow a good victory. MAGA won last night. Because... People like Daniel Cameron, in a state like Kentucky, Trump is always going to be very popular. So he's the same McConnell Chamber of Commerce whore as every other Republican, but he'll just attach himself to Trump. 
not the policies that Trump is perceived as supporting, but the Trump name. So this is where we are. We are worse off than in the back in 2010 in getting conservatives elected as governor. This is why every Republican governor is a whore for green energy, for the biomedical security state, for the healthcare cartel. Why? Because in the primaries, we have no movement. Could you imagine if all of this noise and industry, we have more conservative money and gun flappers than ever before, they focused on legislative and primary outcomes in the states. In the states where you could command influence, in the states where you shouldn't even have to worry about Democrats and the media influence. Imagine where we would be. I want you guys to think about that for a minute. How much we are leaving on the table. It, it, it's just utterly disgusting. Utterly disgusting. Anyway, with everything going on, with the housing market, with every market, with inflation, with the economy, they have lost control of this managed economy. It's managed, but they've lost control. They can no longer support um, the debt because COVID just blew it wide open, or shall I say the COVID policies. That's why you need to diversify with our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. I did that with my last tax return because um, I owe money every year, so I put it in an IRA. And this year, I figured, why put it in the stock market? Put it in something of value. The dollar will collapse. There's no question at this point. So text Daniel to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future by texting Daniel to 989898 today. And I just want to say one thing about the Durham report. A lot of people are like, you know, Trump exposed the left. He exposed the system as corrupt. And I don't think it's the own that they mean it to be. Oh, he exposed it all right. He, because of his rhetoric and the perception of what they thought he was going to do, he alarmed the system and they fought back like the Dickens. Except what happens when you taunt your opponent to build his strength up to a peak that you've never seen before, well, then you better be prepared to back your taunting with action and deliver. Otherwise, you're now worse off than you were before. Well, that in a nutshell describes the negative efficacy of the Trump error. era. Why we are <laughs> error too, but why we are behind on every policy issue. Because the left got nuttier in response to it. In the blue states, they just went crazy. But then even in the red states, they went crazy because they control all 50 states and the Republicans failed to respond. So what happens when you don't deliver, when you don't follow through, you don't stick the landing, you don't put the ball in the end zone, you toss an interception. Because now you have a ferocious defensive line there. That's what he did. They're right. They spied on the campaign. They did all this stuff. But what did you do about it? To this day, he won't even say it was a mistake to, to appoint Christopher Wray to the FBI and Jerome Powell to the Federal Reserve and Milley to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I can go on and on and on. Outcomes matter. In my state of Maryland, 
I marvel at the left. They don't leave anything on the table. Yet a Supreme Court ruling that hurt them on one issue. So one issue now, even in blue state, you have a right to carry. So you know what they did? They passed the New York law, basically, you know, saying that you can't even carry on other people's private property unless you affirmatively get permission and they categorically rule out so many other places where you can carry straight up defiance of the Supreme Court, but they don't care. They actually do what we should have done to the Supreme Court a long time ago. The left does it. But you contrast that to Texas. We couldn't even get last night in the House in Texas a bill banning China from owning owning land. You thought that was like a universal thing. Everyone's China, China, China. Nope. Couldn't get that passed. Take the 60, 70 bills that DeSantis is signing the last couple weeks and do a scorecard of the other red states. A couple of them passed in a couple of states, but there's not a single state where most of them have passed. And in many red states, almost none of them have passed. Why? Because we don't have a movement focused on outcomes. This is what, and this is what's pissing me off about the Trump people. I don't care in a vacuum if they want to support him for president. But the problem is, it comes along a blood oath and other baggage that you now have to defend every leftist thing he does. Now you have to be focused on his personality, and you won't be focused on this. See, if we we agreed on all the issues, we'd we'd do all this stuff. We'd focus on the right endorsements in the primaries. We'd focus on things like Ryan Gradovsky's 1776 project for the school boards. And we would focus on working the state legislative agenda. We would focus on playing the, you know, doing the play calls in in the GOP-controlled House on what policies and messaging they should be putting out. And we'd actually do something. But instead, it's like, no, it's all Trump. Trump's going to burn it down for us as if he didn't exist the past seven years. And again, you watch carefully. Look at how he hemmed and hawed with Daniel Penny. He doesn't burn it down. He burns down the decorum as it relates to himself personally. We can't be stuck and paralyzed by that. Move on. Nothing. We're focused on nothing of substance. Same thing with crime. Like we... Republicans randomly complain about crime now without doing anything about it. No three strikes in your law and your outlaws. No no bills toughening sentencing on career violent criminals. And you still have the Koch brother right on crime organizations controlling most GOP governors and legislatures to actually promote jailbreak while they still complain about it. Again, in 50% of the country, you could do... You could run away with the agenda. Again, part of the problem is like DeSantis is actually more hardcore than what he even does. But you reach a limit when you're out there alone. For example, if finally they, the, the, the Texas governor announced that DeSantis is, is sending a thousand law enforcement. It's like 800, uh, Guardsmen and then 200, you know, other, you know, Florida Highway Patrol and other things to the border. That's a big commitment for out of state. That that that's a lot. He means business on the border. Could you imagine if he were Texas governor? But for a while, the Texas governor was rebuffing it. 
finally accepted it. And look, baby steps, Greg Abbott is slowly listening to our advice. And that's why it just shows that if everyone would put the pressure on him, it would matter. But again, we had two decent challengers to Greg Abbott. He got 70%. We are not serious. We are not serious. And Trump endorses Greg Abbott, of course. Which is probably why Abbott was reluctant to accept DeSantis' help on the border. See, that that's another subtle way. See, everyone's, some of these guys are like, well, I'm all for DeSantis is a great governor, I just don't want him to run for president. Now that's stupid because unlike me, all these other guys think president is, is, is the Super Bowl. That's the big thing. So if you think he's your best player, you should run him for president. Um, but I agree, actually. I, I would rather if he could be governor forever and then lead a state interposition. But the other governors won't, don't even want to work with him. And part of that is because they're scared of Trump. Part of that is because they're just a bunch of rhinos and they hate him. The governors suck. And we are no closer to electing, even in the new open seats in the reddest states, good governors. Because we don't have a serious movement. It's pathetic. It's unbelievable. We have actually gone backwards because the problem is that now everyone knows Trump's going to endorse the establishment guy. So it just washes out. You know, even if you have, let's say, a Freedom Caucus House guy, so he's not like a random guy with no notoriety, but a guy like that's not going to destroy his career and run. That's that's the thing. And by the way, that's that's what people should admire about DeSantis. The Trump people are right. He should run in 2028. It's stupid to run now. He could be governor for two more years, and then within six months, you know, you, you have almost no gap there. Just run for president. He'll walk right into it. Let's face it, Trump and Biden, it's most likely Biden would win. So people would have a tremendous amount of fatigue from the Democrats after two terms. He'd walk right into it. Why do you need to go into a buzzsaw in a primary just to have the opportunity to try to fix the federal government that is unfixable? But, but the question answers itself. If it were about himself, he would run in 2028. That's the point. It's not. He, he genuinely likely sees what we see. Now, as a friend, if he would have asked me, he didn't. If he would have asked me, I would have said, don't run. It's not worth it for yourself. But this is my problem. I don't care who wins for president, honestly. Because if you can't, if you can't do what's right, where a supermajority of voters reflect your values, so therefore the Democrats and the media shouldn't matter, how are you going to fix Washington? How? So this is what needs to happen. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, we just need to burn it. We need a civil war. Like, okay, but what does that look like? Our people won't even go up to the line legally on the political side to do what we're supposed to do. See, I don't know what we need and don't need until red states act like red states, and then then let's see what, it, what it's like on the other side of that. We haven't even done that yet. It's just so pathetic. Think about these red states. They are now the beacon of green energy. It's not just that they're not pushing back against it. They are serving as the biggest conduit for the most dangerous Agenda 2030, this is the zero carbon, zero humanity agenda. This is this is like COVID lockdown times 100 permanent. That's what it is. 
That was the dry run. And the red states are the conduit for the implementation of Biden's signature legislation, the Green New Deal. This is from Congressional Quarterly. USDA rolls out plans for climate funding in rural energy. The Biden admin rolled out plans Tuesday for distributing nearly $11 billion in funding for rural clean energy projects that AgSec Tom Vilsack said will create jobs and aid efforts to combat climate change. Now, that funding obviously was passed as part of that reconciliation package last year in Congress. Um, and this is going to be uh, up to 40% of the loan amount can be forgiven with a limit of $100 million. So they're printing the money, which is creating the inflation, creating this vicious cycle of the housing crisis, of unaffordability, of regional bank failures. But... You know, the Republican special interests in Iowa and South Dakota, they get their carbon capture stuff and ethanol stuff. In Texas and Oklahoma, they get their wind energy crap and electric cars. And they're, they're just racing to implement this because we don't have a movement focused on freaking outcomes. I don't want to hear about the Durham report and but the Democrats and the media. None of that. None of that stops them from accomplishing what we all claim in conservative gun flapping industry we believe in. That we don't believe in the global warming agenda. We don't believe in open borders. We don't believe in the tranny stuff. Well, maybe you do if you're part of the Bruce Jenner Trump crowd, but generally not. We're, we're bothered by crime. We have problems with the vaccines. You know, most of them do agree with that. But what the hell are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You know, speaking of the vaccines, this is from CNBC. Universal flu vaccine based on mRNA tech to be tested by the National Institutes of Health. Patients are now enrolling in an early stage clinical trial to test a universal flu vaccine based on mRNA technology. Do you understand how dangerous? They, they want an annual shot in perpetuity that's going to be mRNA. It's like this thing has killed millions. It has injured hundreds of millions throughout the world. We are still digesting the long-term effects. And they could come through the front door and now put it in the flu shot. Why? Because we have no movement focused on outcomes. To the extent, once in a while, they'll focus on it just for a talking point. Okay, so what are you going to do with it? Steve and I wrote a book, The Rise of the Fourth Reich, chronicling the sadistic plot and actions behind every part of COVID fascism. But we didn't just lament it and chronicle it. Then at the end, we say, here's exactly what needs to be done. Very achievable items. And we worked in as many states as we could to do it. But I'm sorry, you know. This show has tens of thousands of listeners, but not hundreds of thousands and not millions. I can't do it without a bigger movement. And they're all bought out. They won't talk about it. They won't touch it. Just like a lot of them, if you text privately with them, they're like, yeah, Trump's an embarrassment. 
but then publicly they'll say something <laughs> that that's different because you know they know where their bread is buttered. But um, this is going down, folks. And by the way, this is actually being patented by the NIH itself. This is a government thing. And what's dangerous is one of the things that we need to do is repeal um, the Dole Buy legislation of 1980 that allows individual HHS officials to get royalties from patents that they patent in development of this type of stuff with government funding. Meaning the idea is if government funds it, then you shouldn't have individuals benefiting from the patent because it creates a huge moral hazard. It's a huge conflict of interest. So, you know, that's, that's the problem. You can't have the HHS regulators getting the money from the stuff that they go and get the government to pursue that's literally venture socialism. They take taxpayer funding to pony up their ideas, make sure they get it, you know, prioritized, approved, funded, distributed, marketed, obsessed about by the government, and then they get to pocket the royalties. I don't mean like even the government as a whole, you know, like it goes into the NIH budget or something, the royalties. No, no, it goes into like literally Anthony Fauci and similar people to him. But, um, you know, again, I mean, I mean, you know, they're going to work on this, uh, the appropriation season. And there's two uh, important appropriation bills. One is HHS. It's HHS labor education. <clears throat> and the other one is <clears throat> agriculture FDA. And um, I am not seeing any effort to address any of the genocidal problems. Nothing. There is, there is quite literally nothing that could happen that will prompt them to be righteous on this because there is no movement behind it. None whatsoever. Um, where is this? This is from the Epic Times. Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine becomes unavailable in the U.S. It's no longer available according to CDC. The vaccine expired May 7th. Now ask yourself this question. Is the J&J shot less effective and more unsafe than the others? No. I mean, we don't have enough data on it because you know, too few people want to be using it. But it's certainly not worse. I mean, it's bad. They're all bad. But why? Why did that... Why, why did they allow that to expire, not the others? And again, the answer is because it's so much easier to develop and cheaper to develop an mRNA. And that's why they, can, they cannot afford to say, oh, whoops, this is a problem. Because any thinking person should, should admit any problem you're going to have with J&J, you're going to have with the other ones because you have the spike protein plus all the mRNA and lipid nanoparticle issues. There is literally no defensible position to stake out and say J&J is a problem and the other two are not. There literally is not any way to bridge that. So that's an admission that the shots are pro- problematic, but that will get in the way of their future agenda. You know what's still going on? Excess mortality in Quebec for people under 50. That, so this is very telling. For the week ending April 8th. So this is pretty recently. Again, long after most people have you know, haven't gotten shots in a while, especially that age group, you know, very few people would have gotten boosters the last six months in that age group. 
there was a 71% increase in excess deaths. That's actually the single worst week since the beginning of COVID. That's, that's remarkable. Meanwhile, in, meanwhile, Biden announced Dr. Monica Bertignoli is going to be his new director for NIH. It turns out, from 2015 to 2021, she received more than 116 grants from Pfizer, totaling $290 million. In other words, 90% of her research that she was doing you know, as a scientist was funded by Pfizer. <laughs> and now she's the NIH director. Oh, boy. You got to love venture socialism. You know, this is... And look, see, I don't care about the revolving door in a vacuum if you followed the Constitution. In other words, if you could, if the government couldn't tip the scales to one product, they couldn't fund it, couldn't subsidize it, couldn't market it, couldn't distribute it. You had to do it on your own as a private, you know, venture. They would just approve it. And certainly you wouldn't violate the Seventh Amendment by indemnifying them from all liability. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do have faith in the market. Oh, and then, by the way, you wouldn't have hundreds of millions of dollars from the government spread around to every single medical institution association, cultural institution association, everything from NASCAR to, to you know, the College of OBGYNs pimping that so-called private product with taxpayer funding. See, I, I actually am a big, I do have a lot of faith in the free market. It's not absolute. It's not faith like faith in, in, in God. It's not God's word. It's imperfect. But, but the point is, none of the corporate world we have today is a free market. That's the thing. It's a complete joke. Oh, and what, one other story on, 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 on healthcare. CDC warned earlier this week about a surge in monkeypox. This was awesome. They're like, I, I forget the exact word, but there's going to be a lot of these... Um, festivals and other activities <laughs> basically every every june it's horrible we get we get groomed with this um sickening grooming month of balls cutting month in, in june i don't know what june did to de deserve this distinction but it's basically an admission that hey there's going to be a lot of uh sodomy orgies taking place uh so there might be a spread of monkeypox be sure to be up on your monkeypox show I mean, you got to love these guys. You think like, oh my gosh, public health. You know, these guys are public health Nazis. They'll do anything to prevent the spread. Nope, nope. This is something that's exclusively spread by sodomy orgies. And they won't say, hey, you know, you, you might want to ease off on the sodomy orgies. No, get your sodomy vaccine. And by the way, that 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 monkeypox shot is very problematic. And there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of issues showing up in VAERS. It was it was done it was done with emergency. Well, no, it got full licensure, but through this emergency process, it was rushed through. Never even did a full clinical trial on it. Um, it was repurposed from smallpox. And uh, and by the way, um, my buddy Andy Bostom, epidemiologist, he uh, cardiologist, he put out there was a recent study on a smallpox vaccine in the military, maybe it was given in the 90s. Um, the more we look at this, some of the smallpox shots, you know, a lot of people are like, smallpox is like the nostalgia of vaccination. Like, that was the big tour de force of vaccination. Um, now, look, for smallpox, there definitely is a rationale to pursue a vaccine. 
And there might have been efficacy to it. I don't know enough to disprove that. Seems like there was. But boy, was that a doozy with myocarditis. That actually did, before long before COVID shots, that caused a lot of myocarditis. So again, I mean, we have not been told the full truth about the most important, really one of the most important things that you could ever imagine. This goes into the body of every baby born. It's pressured, they pressure the hell out of you and it's part of a schedule. Like this is a mandate on your body and uh, you know, depending on the state, hard to get out of for, for schooling. And again, we are nowhere closer than we were before to addressing any of this. Any of this. Nothing seems to matter. Nothing matters. So for my part, I'm going to continue focusing on outcomes. I'm going to continue when we have a patriot running for office. I'll help them out. I mean, we got Louisiana and uh, um, Mississippi primaries. All they care about is but the Democrats, but Trump. Again, like I could respect it if they're like, we don't care about the FBI targeting of everyone else, but they target Mr. Trump. We're going to do something about it. So fine, do something about it. We should have a legal defense fund in every state against to, to defend individuals that are politically targeted by the FBI. Every day, we should take the news cycle and see how do you take today's news, raise Cain over that issue, and say, here's how we're going to help the people. And I'm telling you, in the red states, you can do most of this. Whether it's economic, whether it's social, whether it's national security, local security, the border, freedom, the surveillance state. Just look at the blue states. They don't talk about things. They don't grift about things. They quietly take over DA races. And by the way, even the places where they failed to fully deliver, it's not because they didn't try. It's just because their views are so radical that it just didn't, you know, they didn't make it yet. But it's not like they give up. If they fail, then they'll usually come back and win within the next few years. You know, so last night, for example, in Philadelphia, there was a Democrat primary for mayor, and there was a Soros-supported one that wants to abolish police type of thing, and she did lose. So the so-called better one won. I don't know how good she is, but... They say she supported stop and frisk and things like that. But the point is that it's not because they don't try. We don't even try. We don't even get on the playing field. We have a bunch of dodo heads, a bunch of dummy Teletubbies. The top voices in conservative politics, the people with the biggest followings, are the dumbest people. Are the dumbest people alive. There is no forward-looking thinking What is it you want to accomplish? Let's say you didn't have the Democrats in the media. What is it you would want to do? I have a list. I actually have a running list of things and and constantly updating it as things come down. What would you do? What are your action items? And this is not a theoretical question because Republicans literally control most of the states. But because we don't have a movement focused on it, the, the Democrats just infiltrate it. You know, this guy, Dan Lederman, he was the former, he was recently the chairman of the South Dakota uh, Republican Party. He's a registered lobbyist for Saudi Arabia, or used to be, and 
he is literally the lawyer for Summit Carbon Solutions, taking people to court, grabbing their land for an Agenda 2030 pipeline going through their property. In, in, in rural South Dakota, places that voted for Trump by a margin of 80 to 20, this is what we have. And we're going to continue to have it. See, DeSantis versus Trump is irrelevant in a vacuum to me. Because like I say, like if you can't do this at a state level, you're not going to fix it at a presidential level. But it's more of a reflection of do you care about outcomes? One person at least is trying to do outcomes more than anyone else we've seen. Some might think it's not enough. And you can make a case like that. But all the more so, it shows how pathetic it is. We can't even do a fraction of that in any of the other red states. Well, what does that tell us? What does that tell us? Do we care about substance and outcomes, or do we want the show? And I think we're going to find out. We'll find out very soon if the broader Republican voting population is a reflection of the fake conservative chattering class But I'll tell you from what I already know from 15 years of primaries, they continue returning the same Mitch McConnell Republicans to power in every single state. So obviously it hasn't gotten bad enough. I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe you guys have some ideas. What is it going to take? I know I've been a little bit dark today, but bookmark this as one of your foundational shows because if you want to know Why we are where we are today, just know this is why, and just know it doesn't have to be this way. See, there's other people that are kind of in the woe and lamentation crowd like I am, and they're like, we're screwed. But the reason why I'm so upset is because I don't think it needs to be this way. I think because the left is so radical, and they are so destructive, and they are moving the Overton window a little bit too quickly, at least in a big swath of the country, and perhaps still a majority in a federal election— If you ran on the right issues with the right policies and delivered, who says it has to be this way? And all I can do is, with with our little sphere of influence, do what we can, but don't discount that. You get a group together of 20 people from this show and create a state strike force team, you'd be shocked at what you can do to elevate the prominence of issues, expose fake Republicans, legislation and primaries. So again, conaction.network is where to sign up. Action, action, action. Outcomes, outcomes, outcomes. Results. That's what matters. Not just talking. And that's why I thank you guys for your support. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so we can actually rise above some of the chattering class. Um, does help with our algorithms. We got to at least have some audience to have some sort of influence. But I don't care. If the audience goes down, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because at the end of the day, I'm thankful to God that I don't make a lot of money in this. So I don't have any sort of inclination to focus on crap over outcomes. Outcomes is what matters. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all. Thank you for listening.